Welcome in, everybody, to A Tribe Called Dad. My name is DJ Hoppe, one of the co-founders here at A Tribe Called Dad, a platform for fathers providing resources, tools, camaraderie, community, just a place for dads to be able to share and grow with one another. And we're very excited to have you here. If you're a dad, I'd give you a high five right now if that was allowed in our society at this time. We're in the middle of a global pandemic right now. Uh, for those who are tuned in at a much later date, which that's the beauty of podcasts. I mean, somebody could be tuning into this years from now. Um, and honestly, the fatherhood topic, I think, changes slightly, but not really. You know, I think that a lot of the topics that we're covering here um, are going to be still very relevant for years to come. In fact, we are very excited about this episode. This is a part of our season of gratitude. And I think it's so important um, to look at all of the things that we are grateful for as parents, as fathers, and to be able to share those. And in this season, we got a chance to sit down with five dads from all different diverse backgrounds sharing their story of fatherhood and what they're grateful for. And this has just been such an amazing experience putting together this season. I hope that you enjoy it. This particular episode, we sit down with an old friend of mine. He's not, he's not old, but we've been friends for a long time. His name is Styx, S-T-I-X. He is a rapper representing Watts, California, uh, to the fullest. Um, in fact, actually, he has done so much for his local community and beyond, and, and really not just about Watts, but really beyond uh, his initial scope and neighborhood, but always trying to bring resources back to Watts and the community that exists there. I mean, literally, you follow this guy on Instagram and he'll make you feel as though you're not doing anything <laughs> with your life. I mean, he's at one moment giving away turkeys out, out of a truck to, <laughs> to then, uh, you know, creating a basketball gymnasium for kids to, you know, helping people with financial freedom to, uh, writing the theme song for the Los Angeles Rams and LAFC. I mean, the guy is literally all over the place and uh, he inspires me with my own hustle. And I'm just excited to have him as a part of a tribe called Dad and for him to share some of his story. Uh, outside of all that stuff that he does, he is a father to three kids, which ranges at the time of recording from one to 15. Yeah, wrap your head around that a bit. So dealing with a, you know, a, a toddler and yet at the same time dealing with a teenager. And some of you who are tuned in have a similar type of scenario. Um, I feel like you'll get a lot out of our conversation with Sticks. He gets real in this. And I mean, he always keeps it real, but he gets real. We start talking about, you know, what it's like to have a 15-year-old son and dealing with puberty and dealing with sex and how to and i know that you know some of you aren't ready for that i'm not really ready for that to be honest with you but i'm glad that we're able to sit down and talk about this and get some insight here so i'm excited to get into this episode i'm excited that you're here without further ado here we go our episode with sticks
Welcome into a tribe called Dad. I'm so excited to have. This is my brother. Like literally, man. we are like brothers. Man, we've grown up together. Man, like in Watts. <laughs> in yeah, re, in rehab, not the real rehab, right? But rehab. Yep. Which others know as Scratch. Yep. Uh, remember when you used to DJ? What was that called before it was called? Uh, used to DJ there all the what, time. What, in Hollywood? Yeah. Sunset Room. Sunset or like, Room. Uh, what was it? Prey was <laughs> another one. Wow. Man. I've been to The all whole the... club circuit. Wow. Yes. Legendary. This is my man Styx. Um, and you are, I don't, it's hard to even define what it is that you do, but I would say first and <laughs> foremost, you're obviously a dad, which is why we're Absolutely. here. Uh, you're three dad, times. Yeah, to three kids. Uh, you've got a teenager, a teenage son. Mm-hmm. Fifteen. Uh, a, a a daughter who is six. Six years old. Yeah, and then you've got a new little one. Yeah, new little boy. One <sighs> years old. Man, you Ridic- got them all spread out. Ridiculous. Bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> Too, late bad Too late now. Too late now. I think if we were to break it down, though, beyond being a dad, you you and I first met through music. Absolutely. Uh, you're an amazing, talented uh, writer, producer, rapper. Y- you sing sometimes. <laughs> you probably shouldn't, but you right, sing right. sometimes. And uh, and then just you're an all-around creative person. Absolutely. But Thank you're you. also an entrepreneur. Yeah. You give back to the community. Mm-hmm. You're, I would call you a community activist. I don't know if you identify with that term, but um, I feel sure. like you empower people around you mm-hmm. in your local community and beyond to just do better, to be better. Absolutely. Serve. To serve is the uh, is the goal yeah. at all times. Yeah, absolutely, man. And so it's an honor and a pleasure to have you on the podcast. We've been trying to make this happen man, for the long... <laughs> we're here. Now we're here. For the longest time. <laughs> and, you know, something that you and I have known each other a long time. We knew, we've known each other before there were kids. Yeah, we were sing- we were uh, empty nests. Yes, yeah, yeah, empty pre nest, right? <laughs> pre nest, and kids weren't even a thought. Like for me, I think when we were running around spending every day together, every single day. I mean, kids were not even a thought. Like I didn't even think about fatherhood. This, right, right. this to me, I couldn't even imagine this right now. Man, this is even all we cared about was music. Yeah, it's true, and whatever came with with that is a bonus. The hustle, right? Music, the hustle, just trying to get things done. Man. Tell me a little bit about. I mean, you're obviously still hustling to this mm-hmm. day, even harder, I would Man. imagine. But how has that mindset changed by becoming a father? Uh, you got to work smarter. Mm. Um, you can't waste your time with just doing anything. You know, back right. when we were younger, it was a lot of uh, let's just try everything. Right. Let's let's do it all. Let's, <laughs> let's spend all day trying to figure it out right. till three, four o'clock in the morning, and wake up at eight, no seven, and be back at rehab at eight. Right. You know what I mean? And just do it again in the studio till three, four in the morning. Man, yeah. And and now it's when you got kids, you got responsibilities. Mm. A lot of that stuff we used to do back in the day didn't pay anything. Yeah, it still doesn't. To sell. <laughs> so a lot of it still doesn't. Still, but, some of it doesn't. but at least we know the decisions we make lead to paying. Absolutely, things. Yeah, obviously, yeah. yeah. Back then, it was just like, oh, let's just do it to say we did it. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, so now I think uh, as a dad, it, it forced uh, me to become more responsible with my time. Mm. I think time is more valuable than anything because you need time to divvy up into a multitude of things and that's 
You need time for your significant other. Mm. You need time for your kids. Mm-hmm. You need time for your business. And then you need time for yourself it, outside of everything else. Yes. You know, so yes. you only have so much time, not only just in a day, not only just in a day, a, a week, and a month, but just in life. Mm. So mm-hmm. you want to, as you get older, you start to identify where is my time more useful? Right. You know, and right. then you tend to just shave off and cut things short that you feel like aren't productive towards whatever your goals are at that moment. How do you find that balancing act? Like what what determines whether or not something is worth the time for you or not, especially when you're dealing with, you know, all sorts of things with these kids? I think um, you serve two areas. Right. And this is just me thinking about it. Um, one area is things that generate income. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. To sustain uh, a living for right. your household, whether you have a significant other and kids or you're a single mom or dad or um, I think you have to serve that purpose. Number one. So it has to generate income. But the other side, I think that you should serve is things that make you happy. Mm. Things that you're passionate about or things that bring you peace, mm-hmm. uh, peace of mind that you enjoy, that you can laugh and smile that makes you feel good when you complete or when you're doing it. Right. So uh, I focus a lot of my time on those two things. Yeah. Does it generate income? If not, I can wait till later. Right. Or it does it make me happy? Right. Doing it? Does like, it bring you joy? Exactly. Yeah. Like without being too corny like this right here. Right. This, it makes me happy. <laughs> right. It brings oh, me joy. You, you didn't get the check? Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. We're not there yet. So it's yeah. like. You know, it brings me joy, you know what yeah. I mean, to sit here with my brother and just talk about our lives. Yeah. <laughs> this is our real life. Yeah, know, so. absolutely, man. And I think, um, you know, to your earlier point about being able to serve your family um, and then also serve yourself and make sure that you're taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I heard somebody, uh, what was this, a couple of days ago, I heard somebody say, yeah, it's kind of like the uh, the airplane thing. When, when, the, uh, when the mask drop. You need to put your mask on first yeah, before you got to yeah, somebody else. Say, yeah, and I see I hear that analogy all the time. It's like you can't save somebody else before you save yourself. Mm-hmm. How are you going to save some I mean, you know, in retrospect, if a plane is going down, you're probably going to grab your ch- child first right. before you put your mask. But really, I think the metaphor for that is you got to make sure you're straight mm-hmm. before you can make sure somebody else is. And in a weird way, it's kind of like being a hypocrite if you're not straight. Right. It's like, yo, you got to you got to fly right and, mm-hmm. and spend time with your family. Well, are you spending time with your family? Mm. How are you going to tell me what to do and you're not doing it? You're a hypocrite. You know what I mean? So um, you want to make sure you check self first mm. in all ways and facets of life before you can kind of dictate to anyone else or tell anyone else uh, what they should, should be doing. I'm imagining that some of that probably comes up with having a teenage son. Man, uh, you know, like the 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 pressure to, and maybe pressure is not the right word, but the, you know, this top of mind that you are setting the example of what a man should be, you know, right in front of him and man. things that he should be doing. Well, yeah, because you know, after they, I, I say after twelve, right? That's when they start getting into that age where they're really paying attention mm-hmm. and they're really being molded into what they're going to be from here on out. Right. Um, I think it's from like 12. Well, 
not to get spiritual or anything. I'm thinking the Bible. They say Jesus from ran away when he was at twelve and came back when he was thirty two or twenty two mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. I think that's uh, there is a there's something right about that whole uh, spirit of 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 ideology is that I think right around twelve is kind of when they start really sponging. That's really middle school too. Yeah. Yep. Now they're going through puberty. And mm-hmm. Their de- their hormones are developing and things like that. Then when they're in high school, when they you know get that fourteen to eighteen vibe, you know now they're kind of becoming something, mm-hmm. and now they're a little bit more exploring with uh you know sexuality mm. and <laughs> and uh, relationship, and then from like eighteen to about twenty four. It's kind of like, yeah, that's the golden years. Right. That's the party years. That's the, like, <laughs> go hard and be with everything you could possibly imagine. And then right after, when you hit about 25, 26 is kind of when you start going, hmm, is this what I really want to do for the rest of my life? Right. But I said all that to say they remember all all of what they see, all of what they consumed when they were in the house with dad. Mm-hmm. Right. So I try to make sure as he's growing older that uh, he doesn't see me disrespect his mom Mm. or like, I've never put my hands on any woman in my life. Right. So it's like, I don't, he don't need to see me put my hands on his mom. Right. Right. Or call her out of her name or just, uh, you know, in debate, sometimes we get loud. Sure. You know, in a debate or an argument, things get a little heated. I think, you know, for the majority of us, who's stuck in a household during a <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> right. He did energy bounces off the walls a little fierce, ferociously, and we kind of get hit in, 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 the, in, in our universe, and it kind of ricochets off, and, <laughs> you know. So, But um, it's, I just make sure that uh, I want him to see how I treat his mom mm. so he could take those lessons and treat whoever he ends up being with the same, or mm-hmm. at least a variation of. Mm-hmm. And all of the things that I didn't do, it doesn't cross his mind to do with whoever he's with. So, Is there anything from your teenage years as you're looking at your 15-year-old that's like, okay, I got to make sure that I do this or I got to make sure that I say this? Right. I had a lot of uh, bad examples growing up um, as a kid. My biological father wasn't around, mm-hmm. and then my mom was single for a lot of her life. Then she then she married again, and I had a stepdad, and he was, like, really bad, mm. like abusive and just verbally abusive, physically abusive, um, just kind of a bad influence. Yeah. And would try to buy, buy us away with, like, mm. money and stuff. Like, mm. it was just, it was bad. And so I've always been that person to do the opposite right. of what I felt was wrong what i felt was wrong i always wanted to do the opposite of that mm-hmm. and so growing up i said man i don't want to do any of that like i don't want to cheat i don't want to you know hit anybody that's just wrong and i see how it affected my mother mm. you know who a lot of us as men you know our mothers are for those who still those who are mothers are still here right it's kind of like your most like priceless possessions outside of your wife and kids but like your mom is like next in line right you know and it hurts us the thought of our mothers not being here is like tough or rough or for those who have lost their mothers i'm sure that was tough to deal with Mm -hmm. um so 
um, to see what was happening with my mother. It was very uh, traumatizing, to say the least, but it, it was also hurtful. And I always said, you know what, I don't want to see, I don't want to treat whoever I'm going to be with, I'm not going to treat mine like that. Mm. That's a good example for me of what not to do. What age was this about? <sighs> Man, maybe about range. 90, 1996 or 98 maybe. So this is. How old are you at that time? And so, man, this is like, no, actually 90, this is 92. This is around 92. That's when it happened. Hmm. So right around 92. So I was about nine years old, 10 years old. And you remember this vividly. Oh, yeah, Yeah. for sure. Yeah. Right around 10 years old. Mm. In that 10, 11, 12, 13 area. Right. That's kind of when it was happening. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. That's crazy. So what do you, I mean, for fathers, right? Mm-hmm. And for parents in general, there's no book, right? But no, I, I feel like not at all. specifically for fathers, because there are a lot of people that grew up without a father around or grew up with a bad example of a father, um, what do you use as your guide? Like, what do you use to try to figure out if you're doing something correctly or incorrectly or any of that? Um, I think you just go off of, man, there's no blueprint, man. (laughs) It's, it's it's everything. All of us got something inside of us that we feel like is right or wrong based on perspective, views, ideologies, whatever. Right. 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 So I think we just, whatever that is and whatever the person is, just use that as your guide to educate your Mm. child. You know, there's a lot of things we all don't know. Yep. And there's a lot of things we all don't know how to communicate mm-hmm. in regards to whether it's race or politics or, you know, we have to take all of these things in consideration now in a climate of what where things is today. And maybe we only know about this because we're older. Right. You know, maybe the shit was going on the same when we were kids. Yeah. You know, I kind of remember George Bush, but. How did, you know, our Nixon, right? like Reagan, like right. I was born in 83. So I don't quite know what my parents were feeling at that time. Maybe right. it was how we feel now is mm-hmm. what they are feeling mm-hmm. then. You know what I mean? So I think we just kind of take what we feel our perspective is and we insert that into our kids because not only is you, there's no blueprint for it, but each kid is different. Mm-hmm. you can't parent each kid the same like my son is my one-year-old son is different from my six-year-old daughter who's different from my 15-year-old son when he's different from the other two and right like it's, it's like they all want different things and they all cry about different things they all get attitudes about different things they're all happy about different things right you know, one wants to spend time outside the other one wants to stay inside <laughs> on her iPad and right. the other one is just lazy you know but very it's super educated and smart and things are just the reason i don't want to say he's lazy i just want to say that um things are just easy for him Mm. it's so easy for him that it becomes boring he needs to be challenged challenged yeah yeah. and and, you know it's about figuring out what those challenges are because a lot of times if it gets too challenging he's like well this is too much like Mm. i don't i don't want to do it you know what i mean so it's balanced right so 
I think you just got to kind of take it as the wind blows. I, I, I hear so many parallels to being an entrepreneur when you're talking oh, yeah. about that, you wow. know, and the ability to, I feel like you're somebody that, you know, I've spent a lot of time with and seen you move and see you adjust depending on who's in the room, depending on what needs to happen. You never lose sight of who you are, but, you know, you take a different perspective or a different angle depending on who you're talking to, whether it's somebody from, you know, Bank of California or right. it's somebody who's a fellow artist or, you know, I see you make those adjustments. How do you, with all of what you've learned there, how do we translate that to somebody who's listening who maybe isn't an entrepreneur? How can they approach this? Right. Um, you know, when you're starting a business, you have you obviously have a goal. You have in mind what you want to do. And you can say you want this business to be this. Mm -hmm. and then it ends up turning into something else. <laughs> and you have Truth. to pivot and change certain things about your business. Each and every, like, in, if we speak in business, I say every quarter. Mm. You know, you want to try to reevaluate and make sure things are going the right way. With kids, it's like every day. <laughs> you know, you got to reevaluate. Okay, is this projection going the way that we projected it to go? Or right. is this going left? Okay, I need to spend some time here and give this part attention. It's, there are parallels in regards to that. You definitely, it requires a lot of attention. Mm -hmm. It requires a lot of time. It requires a lot of investment, not just financial capital, but mm. just time, time, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Um, and so those are the parallels, right? Mm -hmm. And you can't, no matter how much or how much hard you try to project where it's going to go, yeah, it never goes the way, the way no. you want it to go. No. But you can adjust as it starts to move left or right, up or down, you can adjust and adapt to where it's going mm -hmm. to make sure that it ends up successful or uh, a good citizen yeah. right, to society. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel the same about, I think we're in a generation now with our generation where, you know, and maybe because of our professions and what it is that, you know, we do for a living, but, you know, I didn't have that. You know, I still, my dad still is waiting for me to get a real job, uh, <laughs> you know, but it's, it's, it's different. I feel like, and with us and this next generation, there are going to be just so many other opportunities Man. for them and things that they can do. Man. And I feel like we're a, a bit more open to that. But at the same time, I think it is a good reminder to every parent who's out there to, you know, not put up these, you know, super strict barriers and yeah. say hey you have to be doing this because mm -hmm. all it's that's not gonna for do everybody is, nope nope like when we were growing up it was you need to get a job go to school and get a job go to college yeah go to school graduate from high school go, go to, to college, college and graduate get a, yeah and get, get a, job. a job not even like get a career it's just like get a job any job <laughs> right. work at mcdonald's right. work it right like it wasn't even like oh become you know a neuro scientist or right. something or you know, work for, I don't know, Internet Explorer. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> AOL back AOL, in the day. AOL. Yeah. Work for Yahoo. Right. Wasn't even like nothing like that. It was like, yo, just get a job working somewhere at a grocery store or something. And the bonus was like, get a job that has benefits. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. That was the conversation. And now with just everything that we have access to, 
I think the conversation has shifted now to, hey, man, start a business. Mm. You mm. know, start your own business. I mean, there's nothing. And there, now the conversation is like, yeah, you can go to college if you want to. Right. But if you're not going to college, we need to talk about what you're going to do to sustain. And you should start a business, start a nonprofit, start either one of the, you know, two and figure out how to make that successful with our kids. What what conversations are you having, if any, right now with your with your teenage son? We're trying to we try to convince him to start a business like every week. Like we give, <laughs> we've been throwing ideas right. at him, right. t shirt ideas, a, a subscription basketball service idea, mm. um, just various different. Even invest like start your own custodial stock market account, mm. and everything you spend your money on buy stock, a share of stock right. in that. You know, just different. And is he is he into it? Is it he different because money. it comes from you? He loves money. Yeah. He loves money, but he doesn't want to work for it, and he mm. doesn't want to do anything for it. He wants it to, to just be given to him. And I, so I, I like went through a shoebox one day, and he had like nine hundred bucks in a shoebox. Like, where did you get all of this? <laughs> oh, I just save it from people giving me twenty dollars a year, a hundred dollars like for stuff my for birthday, his birthday and stuff. Yeah, Christmas. Okay. Yeah. He just saves it. Mm. So he loves the thought, and you know, kids on Instagram and TikTok and all that. He wants to have like a wad of money that he can floss. <laughs> Just ridiculous. Right. But, um, so yeah, man, he, you know, he knows how to manage his money. Like he knows how to draw a, a chart, mm-hmm. to, uh, a cash flow chart, a P&L statement, things like that. He knows how to do all of that at 15. And, but the goal is just trying to get him to execute something, but you can also can't rush it. Right. You know what I mean? So, right. um, he has a, a a bunch of examples in the household. Like his mom has two of her own businesses mm. and she works a career. Right. And then his dad has fucking three businesses, <laughs> two for profits and one nonprofit. Right. You know, running it. And so, um, not to mention just music, the music, and right. All that stuff. So, um, he has examples. So I think it's, it's just about whenever he's ready to go, he'll be, he'll be, He'll be all right. He'll be straight. Yeah, I feel like that's something too that is worth probably mentioning or talking about is even if they're not picking up on it right now, like even if he's not jumping at the opportunity to to start one of those businesses, he has available to him. And I know that you do this is that, you know, you, it's not as though you're doing things behind the curtain. Like you're, you put it all out on the table so that, not only he can see it, but so that other people can see what it is that you're doing as well. And, you know, I think when the time comes, yeah, you're right. I think he's going to then have that to lean on. Like he'll have that fundamental base that's there that hopefully he'll be able to tap into. And that's key, man. Um, just making sure they have some type of, even though there's no, bl- no blueprint to print parenting, but there is a blueprint to uh, success in a way. Mm. And that's just through motivation, perseverance, you know, consistency, persistence, mm. you know, just these, these concepts alone, you can apply those concepts to any idea and you can execute something great. Mm. So it's so true because, all right, I have the, um, I have the pleasure of being able to see this from the front row and seeing all of the things that you have done. I remember us doing showcases, trying to get you signed, man, <laughs> many of them, many of them. Many of them. There's been so many different twists and turns in your music career. 
uh, you know, signed to this person, working with this person, writing for this person, mm -hmm. this happens, that happens. Mm -hmm. And through it all, I think, you know, when we look around, the amount of people that were maybe there at the beginning who were doing it that are still doing it now, it's few and far between, man. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot of that is because of that consistency, that persistence. And I think no matter what, you know, that is something that I want to help inspire not only dads to to do themselves, but also for dads to be able to pass on to kids. Because not every dad who's listening to this has had that type of hustle experience. Mm -hmm. Yet they may have kids who want to be an entrepreneur and they themselves have worked a nine to five since they got out of school and Man. don't know that, right? So like, I want to be able to at least share some of this with people out there that can take this and run with it. Man, think about it. When we were growing up, our parents didn't teach us, didn't tell us that, yo, you need to open up a Roth IRA account. Man, <laughs> no, <laughs> not <laughs> at all. <laughs> like, hey, man, you need to invest in Apple. No, man, <laughs> right? Like, could somebody have given me a heads oh my up? Oh, God. Imagine if back then when we were kids, they were like, hey, I bought you like three shares of Apple stock. Just, right. Just because. When, when it was like Happy $13. Yeah, right. <laughs> like it would be, you know what I mean? So now it's like I make my son pay attention to these things. It's like, look, Fortnite, you love playing that. So every time he wants to buy skins or something on Fortnite, I make him buy a share of 10 cent stock. Mm. Ten Cent is the holdings that owns uh, Epic Games, mm -hmm. and then obviously Epic Games created Fortnite. So um, every time you want to buy something, buy a share of Ten Cent. Mm. It's not even not even it's less than a video game, right? Right. And and that's the thing that a lot of people don't understand. I, I was telling a parent the other day that plays basketball. Her son plays basketball with my kid. And she was like, her son said he wanted to like start um, investing in stocks. So they downloaded like the Robin Hood app. Uh huh. Yep. And I was like, it's simple, man. Everything you consume, just buy a share of it. Mm. Everything. Like everything I consume personally right now, I buy a share. Uh, AT&T, you know, is my phone bill. Or, right. <laughs> uh, no, T-Mobile. T-Mobile right. is my phone bill. I own shares of T-Mobile. Right. AT&T is my internet at home. Yeah. And cable and all of that. Um. I own shares in AT&T. Every airlines that I fly, Delta, I own shares on it. Mm. Whether it's, no matter what it's doing. Um, hmm. Uh, what else? Every, like, every, Nike. Right. I own Apple. I got two, three Macs at the house. I own shares in Apple. Right. You know what I mean? Um, Microsoft, I got an Xbox. Like, literally everything that I consume, mm. I make sure we buy shares in it. Hmm. You know, and that's a way... You know, we go to Disneyland, old Disney stock. For my kids, though, they own they own it. Yeah, um, yeah. So just to get them in the habit of, and I always show them. I'm like, how much do that game cost? Oh, sixty nine dollars. I'm like, that's interesting because this stock is only fucking forty five, forty five, fourteen. Sometimes like fourteen bucks. Right. Won't you buy? If you buy, you know. Three shares of this stock, I'll buy it for you with my money. Mm. Whoa, okay. That's actually a really good example there. Yeah, you know, I like that. You know, I, I don't mind paying for it with my money if you take your money that you want to spend mm. on this skin or this Roblox character or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'll take that. I, I'll spend it with my earned money 
and buy it what you want, but you take your money and you invest in the stock. Mm. And boom, now we're injecting these investment habits. Right. You know what I mean? And, and that's so, true. It is a habit. Yeah, man. It's a, it's a habit. It's a positive habit. Because I know, I'm telling you right now, had we known any of this information right, when we were 13, 14, I would have definitely had Apple stock and Microsoft and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. everything. Nike. Yeah. Nike. I would have had everything before it, you know. I'm mad that I didn't. <laughs> that I miss like Shopify and right. Uber and all of that. Like mm-hmm. I, I wanted mm-hmm. to get that a long time ago. And, but I was just getting into stocks when all of this stuff. And, you know, technology is still such a, uh, well, internet is still such a new thing. Like apps. Right. Actually apps on a phone is still such a new thing. Yes. Yes. It may feel old or a long time, but when did we really start seeing apps we can download? Yeah, it's probably like le- 15 years max, if you know? That. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? I yeah. remember we were, you were like Blackberry King. Yeah. Still got, still got still, Blackberry. Still got. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Right. And so like Blackberry was actually like my favorite phone. Oh, I remember that. Yes, yeah, we had, were yeah, we were yeah. Like the only two people with Blackberries <laughs> holding Apple on. Came, right. Yeah. When, because Nextel came out and was taken over. And, um, but, you know, it wasn't like we could download apps. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I remember when BlackBerry couldn't even download an MP3. Right. You know what right. I mean? It was strictly email, text, phone. Yeah. And so. Internet browser. So now these our kids have access to just a multitude of things. Right? Mm. You can, like, go online right now and take a coding class for free. Right. <laughs> Right. It's like you could create so much opportunity with yourself and like invest in yourself. Like you can go on social media and reach out to anybody, anybody, literally anybody, a VC uh, and who will fund your startup. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like. But do you feel do you feel like the because I, I feel like, yes, I agree that that is absolutely true. And I also sometimes I even feel myself getting getting pulled into this, too, where um, because everything is so accessible, it can either be overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And then what you what ends up happening then is that um, because it's all there, there's no real scarcity. You know, and right. there's no, no real yeah. like I gotta bang on these doors in order to to well, you know get them to open. That's kind of like the whole analogy or the whole another uh, that people say people born in L.A. are lazy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I think there's some truth to that um, mm-hmm. compared to somebody that's born in New York or something like that, or from this maybe somewhere in the South who was born with nothing or maybe not nothing, but. Um, LA people because we have access to so much. Right. Like we got Disneyland, we got Knott's Berry Forum, we got Six Flags, we got the Hollywood stars. Right. You go to Starbucks and you'll see somewhere. a celebrity. Right. Come in exactly. Or whatever, you know, so yeah. it's like, uh, whatever. Right. You know, Calabasas, everyone lives there. And <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like Melrose and all it's just like we so when it's like and then we have every headquarter almost everybody has a headquarters here. Right. At least one, a subsidiary headquarter here. So it's like, oh, I can just go there whenever. Mm. When somebody who's not from here is like, man, I'm I'm every day, first six, five in the morning, brainstorming. I'm out that door at seven and mm-hmm. taking meetings all day until I crack the code. You know what I mean? Um, that metaphor, I think the parallel with that is 
because they have access to so much, they could just take it for granted, mm-hmm. which is true. They could, but it just gives them so many opportunities. I don't think it, they take it for granted. I think they just have a lot of options to kind of filter through, and it's just they just got to figure out what they want to do. How do we How do we do that? How do we do that as dads? How do we help lead, uh, and not even dads, but you know, leaders of our communities and whatnot? Mm-hmm. How do we help lead young people and help them understand how to take action uh just you know conversation Mm. conversation things to be aware of things that i try not to tell anybody what to do i just try to say hey if you do this it could might be a good thing for you Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know um and lead by example yeah yeah. you know i think your uh experience is your best teacher and you're only as good as the people around you and that goes for kids and parents and friends and whoever um, I think you just get, we just got to walk the walk. Yeah. So we can't be telling our kids to invest and things like that. And we're not investing. Mm. Like we can't tell our kids to start a business and we haven't started a business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like our parents telling us back in the day to save your money. It's like, you're not saving your money. How, how do we save money? Right. They don't even know how, you right. know? So it's, one thing is communication, but another thing is like education too. Just mm-hmm. educating ourselves on what we feel like is the best route for our children. Yeah. What would benefit them and their children. Yeah. You know? so. Generations. Yeah. I, I think, you know, almost back to that whole thing of, you know, putting your mask on before putting somebody else's on. I think this same thing applies, right? It's like educate yourself on some of these things so that you can then be able to make impact to the person that you're trying to serve. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, lead by example, man. Yeah. You know, um, it's like looking in the mirror. You got to look in the mirror first and, and be honest with what you see mm-hmm. and then ask somebody else to look in the mirror and tell, ask them, how do you look? Right. <laughs> you right. <know> I mean? <laughs> right. You, you got to do the work. You got to do the work first. Absolutely. Um, man, I want to, uh, also talk a little bit about some of the things that you're doing because you have this facility that you are opening mm-hmm. up, which is really exciting. And I think we should talk about it real quick. So mm-hmm. let us know what that is. Yep. Um, so uh, Think Watts HQ um, is the name of the spot uh, for Think Watts headquarters. Mm-hmm. And HQ, I developed a curriculum based on all of the things that I already do in the community, uh, all of the outreach, you know, financial literacy, you know, just all of the relationships and resources I have. Um, I identified, you know, what was needed in the low-income community of Watts in the surrounding cities. And I said, yo, I want to bring all these resources under one roof so everybody can have access to them. So I created a curriculum called Watts. And Watts, the W stands for wealth, which is a financial literacy entrepreneurship setup. Mm. Um, There's also an introduction to buying and selling real estate things like that. And then the A is for arts, for design, Mm. you know, like music design, uh, uh, graphic design. Um, We also have a maker space under that arts incubator. That's awesome. And what it is, is uh, sewing machines, embroidery machines. Yes. uh, Heat press, silk screen, things like that. So individuals can make their own clothes. Right. Like, uh, honestly, I want to make my own white t-shirt. Your own white T-shirt. That's it. Just right. plain white tee. Like, I just want to make white T-shirts. <laughs> right. It's like, everyone needs a white T-shirt. That's true. Especially in, 
like in the hood, everyone wears pro clubs and stuff. I'm yeah. like, we don't own pro club though. It's mm. made by someone else. Oh, I see what you're saying. Country. You're going to make a white t-shirt that's, yeah. Okay. I you got know you. What I mean? Yeah. Um, but also just everyone else is contributing off of like our culture. Right. Mm. Um, Haynes. Right. Pro club. Shaka. None of that is like made here. You know what I mean? By our own people like us. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So um, I just want to create something that's made by us and worn by us. Um, so that's the A in the arts. The T is for tech. Mm -hmm. um, we have a coding class. We're going to be teaching Java, Python, and C++. Nice. Um, working on developing a partnership with Facebook, Instagram, where we'll be, uh, they will, after they complete so many hours of training, they can get a job directly with Facebook, wow. Instagram. Wow. Um, we also have an incubator within that where we're going to design like POS systems, mm -hmm. uh, software back end. Um, that's that we amazing. And we can license to local businesses. Yeah. You know, and enhance their POS systems and different things like that. Um, uh, equip it with more security, encryption, you know what I mean? Things like that. Just figure out that we're going to be developing that in Watts right there. Hmm. Um, the other T is for training and career development. So I already have a partnership with LAUSD. Um, there's a construction partnership where we train them for eight weeks. Mm-hmm. And um, they automatically get a contract with LAUSD to do construction on one of their school campuses. These kids do. Whoever. Gotta be, I mean, you got to be of age to right, work. Right, you got to be but, over 18. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. but you get a, a permit to work wow. on LAUSD. And they send you out on the job. LAUSD does. That's incredible, man. Uh, I'm closing a deal with the Dodgers as well right now with the same career training. So after uh, eight weeks. Um, they can work, they can get hired as a, a season ticket holder sales rep mm. and a, a single day ticket buyer sales rep. Mm. Um, so, and the goal is to, you know, do a deal with all of the major sports teams, the Clippers, the LAFC, uh, the Rams, mm -hmm. uh, which they all have already agreed to do it. We just got to finalize it. So that's the other T in Watts. And then S, the last thing is uh, sports. So I'm developing a youth. I've partnered with Sports Academy, who was also known as the Mamba Academy. Mm -hmm. um, rest in peace, Kobe. Uh, I'm built a, a youth soccer club called Think Watts FC, and we partner <laughs> and we and we partnered with LAFC and uh, Adidas. That's amazing. So now um, kids in low-income communities can play for a soccer club that's partnered with a major sports that's team. That's incredible. For free. Yeah. For free. Yeah. They wow. They don't have to pay anything. Uniforms are there. Everything, everything is good. Everything yeah. is free. Yeah. And so we pretty much focus on the youth age 4 to 11 mm. because 12 is when they really uh, were – LAFC Academy starts. Mm, I and see. For those so this who, is kind of like the pre. Yes, yeah, the feeder. That. Yeah, yeah it's a it. pathway. And so kind of like how we how I created the pathway for jobs, I'm doing it for sports too with um, with, with soccer. And um, we're pretty much getting ages 40, 11 ready, all professional coaches. I'm talking about the goal is to bring the culture of soccer, like real soccer, football from mm -hmm. European culture mm -hmm. to America. Mm -hmm. And we're going to farm these players at a very young age with professional coaches that actually coach the majors. 
um, and get them ready. And by the time they turn 11, they would go into the academy level. Mm. For those who don't know, the academy level is how you get into the pros. It's kind of like the G League. Right, like the minor Indian. leagues. Or yeah, whatever. It's yeah, like AAA. Yeah. Yeah. That's what uh, academy ball is. Mm. So my club is an official affiliate of the academy. And obviously the academy is funded by the professional team. So we're going to get the coaches that work for the academy and the professional team to pretty much um, train all of the youth wow. in these low-income communities. So wow. that's the S in sports. And then eventually it'll turn into like basketball and baseball and all of this um, and football, uh, American football. But right now, like soccer is the first out the gate yeah. um, sport that we've officially uh, partnered and launched with. Um, so that's the Watts curriculum. And all of this takes place and is ran at Think Watts HQ. Amazing. And not to mention we have like little dedicated desks too if people need to do use the internet and stuff <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> a little office space for the right. day got a keurig over here right right right, right, right. <laughs> so um yeah that's uh that's what we're doing man i am just such a um proud friend of all the things that you're doing and obviously a big supporter of everything that you're doing absolutely i i hope that um more people can see what you're doing and be able to take that into their communities as well and help just Bring up this next generation because that's really what it's about. Man, the goal is to scale it, obviously, city by city. You have Think Watts. Um, you know, we're going to go Think LA, powered by Think Watts, Think Compton, you know what I mean? Think, you know, Sherman Oaks, whatever. Mm. Um, I've already got a call to bring it to Dallas, the model, mm. Dallas, Texas. Um, so that's probably going to be a move in a very near future. I don't, okay. I don't know how, but it's being requested. Right. Um, and I, you know, I have what it takes, the numbers. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, man, it's, 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 it's a, it's an interesting ride. I'm just, like you said, you got to, like I said earlier, you do what makes you happy where yep. you find peace. Yep. And, and that is also, you know, finding balance and setting, you know, this great trajectory for your kids and mm -hmm. creating legacy and all of that, man. Yep. Um, all right. So I want to shift gears mm -hmm. real quick. I want to break down and do a uh, top three. Mm -hmm. So if you could give a top three to other dads out there, mm -hmm. what would you want to do it around? Like top three? Top three pieces of advice, top three okay. things you've learned, top three. Oh, man. Could be whatever you want. Top three things to consider. Top three things to consider. Yes. When becoming a dad. Yeah. Okay. Man, <laughs> I know what I want to say, but then you got to think about if it's a boy or a girl too, right? Let's just let's just cover the gamut. A tribe called Dad. This is the top three. It's the top three. It's the top three. This is the top three. All right, all right. So here we go. Top three things to consider when you become a parent, when you become a father, when you become a father. Okay, number one. Number one. Number one. Your child is not going to listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> this this is true. But they will remember everything you say. Mm. Very important to remember. Don't get sidetracked in thinking that everything you're saying is going in one ear and not the other. Right, right. Even though they're not listening, they hear you. 
Mm. And once they hear you, they definitely take heave to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Remember that. So don't get uh, disgusted. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that the other part of that too is that we have to realize that even when it doesn't appear as though they are paying attention, mm-hmm. that they are. They and are. that same idea of being persistent and being c- consistent also with like your messaging and not just like, oh, well, I'm going to throw my hands up because it doesn't seem as though this is this is leaving any type of impact. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, number two. Number two. You are what you eat. Basically means whatever you do, they're gonna do. Mm. Whatever type of person you are, that's probably they're gonna be that times too. Mm. Um, not only that, it's going to reflect when you get older and you need their help. They're yep. gonna treat you how how you treat treated them. others. Right, well, right. not even just them, just others. Mm. They're gonna feed off of that energy. Mm. Um, and that it's karma is real. Yeah. Um, and remember, kids are like seeds that you plant. If you give it enough water, enough sun, you know, you got to talk to it, you know, sing, <laughs> whatever, spend time, and right. make sure it grows and it's healthy, got to feed it, you know what I mean? It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's a living organism. Um, if you miss too many of those uh, necessities, then your child may become a, uh, may head into a, or into a trajectory that is not a happy one. Right. You know? Right. God uh God willing that doesn't happen, but you know, the chances are just how things work scientifically. Sure, and that's how you have to be able to get this person to grow. I mean, it's the same thing with the with a seed, any type of seed, right? Like you're you're trying to nurture this mm-hmm. and and be able to help guide it like as yeah. it gets bigger. Yep. You know? So yeah. you are what you eat. I thought you were gonna go vegan on me because <laughs> Oh no 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 not not food. I wasn't go I'm not gonna do that to everybody. Not today. Not today. Next time. For for the right <laughs> Yeah, for the record, uh Sticks is a vegan and um yeah. and I had an impossible burger today in honor of you for Man, lunch. I, I'm I'm humbled. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. I try to do I try to do one meal I try to do one meal a day mm-hmm. vegetarian. At least at least vegetarian. That's 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 a step. You know, we, we're killing it. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get there. I'm, I'm working. Towards, I'm working towards that. All right. Uh, so you are what you eat. Number two. All right. Number three. Number three. One day your kids are going to have sex. Uh, wow. You leave <laughs> this for the last thing. We got it. All right. All right. Yes. Lay it on us. This is the worst feeling in the world. Your son and gee whiz, your daughter. You're going to have that conversation one day. Mm have you had that conversation with my son? Yeah, with oh, your son. Yeah. oh, yeah. For what? Yeah, for sure. Me and, and his mom. Like, and, okay, it's so, way easier. I mean, my daughter's six, so I don't need to have that conversation. Right, you have a little bit of time, soon. right? Yeah, but I know what I did to girls at a young age, mm-hmm. and I know what girls did to me at a young age. Mm. And I have a daughter. <laughs> And it is painful to even think about the possibility. So I don't. I I'm, I'm in denial. I just kind of push it to the <laughs> side. I got two daughters, and yes, it's going to be a problem. So here's the thing. Here's my advice with that. When you discover that they're in the world of permiscuity, what's the word? Permiscuity. Permiscuity. Yep. 
Do not get upset at mm. them. Mm. Don't get angry at them. Mm. Communicate. With my son, for example, obviously, you know, you go through their phone and it's just chaos in there. So. <laughs> oh, man. Like, I'm like, I'm I'm getting nervous over here just talking about yo, it. Check your, we need to. Oh, yo. Yeah. Check your kid's phone every day. Mm. Be Don't even be discreet about it. Be like, hey, give me your phone. How did that go over the first time you, you did that? Like when we caught something? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was terrible. It's just like horrendous. You know, my wife was like goes crazy off of that stuff because it's just like, oh, my God, it's the end of the world. <laughs> right. And it's like for me, it's like, yeah, this isn't okay. This isn't okay. It's too soon. Like you got to chill out. How you, old? How At what age was that? Like 14. Okay. 13. Okay. You know, when we really, you know, but. There's like he was like eight years old when he came across something on YouTube. Mm. That's what I'm saying. You got to monitor. I know a lot of times we just kind of take that for granted. Like, oh, yeah. no, they're not looking at nothing. Yeah, they're yeah, just yeah. looking at yep. Roblox. Yep. But Roblox turn into Roblox <laughs> and friends. <laughs> right. And then Roblox and friends turns into robots and friends. And then robots turns into robots. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then robots turns into mobots and right. then it's a whole problem yeah <laughs> it did so it's like you know when it happens it's traumatizing to get angry at them mm. you could, we have to understand that that's an area of curiosity yes they're curious they don't know what that is their friends are probably talking about it or lying about it at school yeah and saying, oh. you, you, yeah, lying about it. That's a because that's, that's what they're doing. Yeah. Like junior high is that age where the mm -hmm. kids are like, oh yeah, I had sex. I was like, no, you didn't. Mm. And then maybe, maybe they one or two maybe did, mm. but a lot of like ninety five percent of them aren't doing anything, and they're right. lying just to try to impress their friends, right? Because they want to feel like they're cool. So, um, you just gotta have a conversation. You know, with our son, we just try to say, hey. Did you see anything? It's like, well, they showed me a video. Mm. What do you think about it? Mm. Do you think that that's how things go? Like, you think that's what it's really like? Right. It's not. Right. It's like, it's not like it's, that's a movie. Yeah. You know, you try to figure out ways to kind of break it down to sure. them. Explain to them at the age level and maturity level that they're at. And did you do this as as a team? Both you and your wife, yeah. or their individual conversations. You, you combination definitely of both? want to try to do it um, as a team. Mm. You don't want. I try hard to not like pit or like separate our uh, or his comfort mm -hmm. with either one of us. It's mm -hmm. like I want you to feel comfortable to talk to either one of us about anything. Right. Obviously, if he's a you know, as a boy and I'm a man, there's certain things I'll relate to more mm -hmm. and he'll probably come to me. But for the most part, he talks to his mom a lot about a lot of things. And there are certain things he won't even talk to me about mm -hmm. because he probably just feels like, I don't know. But um, when it comes, I always talk to him about these things. I'm way more not lenient, but way more communicative. Mm -hmm. My wife is very communicative for sure, but in the beginning, it's just like, oh my God, what are you doing? You just, ah. And I'm just like, oh man. Because <laughs> I don't, you don't want your kids to think, uh, 
like it's it's not the thing of having sex is bad. Mm. It's who you're having sex with and when you have sex. Mm. It's like you really want to do that with someone you really enjoy, mm-hmm. uh, someone you really care for, someone you really uh, want to treat special or mm-hmm. make them feel good and respect and respect. Mm, yeah. Like that could be a, a a woman or male or whatever they choose to decide to be with when that time comes, right? Um, it could be a, just a friend that they want to experience that with, and they may not marry that person. Hey, I'm not a dictator or a communist in my household. It's like, hey, you do what you want to do. I'm going to just show you how a person should be treated. Mm-hmm. A person, whatever that may be, mm-hmm. um, and you have your own prerogative to do whatever you want. Right. But right now... Slow down. <laughs> Just focus on this thing. Trust me, it'll be a bit more beneficial in the long run. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, we could do an entire show on that, I'm sure. Wild. <laughs> yeah. Wild. Man, these are top three things. What do we say? Top three things that you don't... Top three things to consider. Top three things to consider. Man, top three things to consider. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. I'm uh I am glad that we got a little bit of time before that happens. But I know there's a lot of people that is dealing with that right now. I mean, you know, I've Check got their a, phone. I got a nephew who's thirteen. Check his know? iPad. Yeah. Check it. You yeah. have to. Check the phone, check the iPad, check the computer. Because that's different. We didn't have that. No. We didn't have that back in the day. Oh no, man. It's a whole I remember thing. when chat was relatively a brand new thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know what game I was playing on the computer and people would be in that chat room like, hey, mm. you're you're cute. Mm. I'm like, that could have been a pedophile. Right. Like, I, I don't know. Right. Like, Might have been. Like, yeah. uh, luckily, they never asked for an address, so maybe it was. Right. It's like, how do you know I'm cute? <laughs> you can't see me. Right. You know? So it's like, nowadays, it's like. Oh, yeah. It's DM. Everything like private chat incognito windows and yeah there's so many platforms for it too yeah now now these kids are crafty man they're having conversations through google docs Mm, wow wow yeah no i I believe it's next it's like oh i'm just doing work i'm doing schoolwork, right and so they'll load up a google doc and remember, whoever's on the Google Doc, everyone can right. see. Right, it's a collaborative tool. Wow, so wow, you just blew my mind. <laughs> Yo, so they're just like chatting on Google Doc. <laughs> they're in Google spreadsheets. Right. <laughs> they're doing PowerPoint we presentations, at, right, Google like, Slides. They're communicating through Google Slides. It's Yo, like, one, hey, I don't, it's, yes. It's like next level now, when man. When there's and, a will, there's a way. Man, man. And now we got more ways. Now we have more yeah. Smiths, Will yeah. Smiths. Man, that is <laughs> uh, crazy, man. That is crazy. You're right. You're right about all so of that. So it's like check everything because what you don't want them to do is raise themselves on sexuality or mm. raise themselves on promiscuity. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and let their friends tell them what that is because it's always wrong. Yeah. And I want to, I want to, I do want to say this because I think it's really important is that this is a very tough thing for a lot of parents to wrap their heads around, especially before you're actually there. You know, so for me, that it's tough for me to wrap my head around. And I know that 
This is something, though, that is inevitable. We're all going to go through this. We're all going to have to have those conversations. And I want to put this out there that I think it's so important for dads especially to not bow out of this. Like, don't take the easy road. Like, don't just avoid this and, and skirt around it, you know. And I think there are a lot of resources also for dads. They're not th this amazing wealth of resources there, but you know somebody. Like, you have a friend. There's a dad right now who's listening who has a kid who's in middle school, hasn't had that conversation yet, and has a friend, though, has a, uh, you know, somebody that they work with even or, or you know, somebody with, that they went to school with or whatever who has kids that have already gone through this. Like, tap into those resources. Because as men, we don't do this a lot. Absolutely. We don't talk about this stuff. We don't, we don't no. talk at all. Like, you know, right. and that's based on, you know, that's preconditioning from how we grew up. Right. No one never really talked about anything. And right. If there was a father in the house, they probably was like, oh, just what are you crying about right like man up mm -hmm. you know and, or don't talk to me about that yeah don't talk to your mom about that right I don't wanna, right i don't want to deal with this just shut up right right <laughs> <laughs> like nobody want to hear that right now right you know what i mean so it's like all of those preconditioned moments in time um he made us build this shell of non-communication mm -hmm. you know and really in reality that's trauma it's not yes that's not parenting it's traumatic and yeah. denial and all yeah. sorts of things that yeah. are like layered on top of each other yeah. so yeah i man i agree and i think we need to as men we need to talk about these things as dads we need to mm -hmm. share these resources with Agreed. one another you know Agreed. and there i mean this isn't something too that is new i mean i'm so glad that you said the thing about the google docs man because i wouldn't even think about <laughs> that and somebody right now is listening to this right now and it's like yo check your kids School Everything. or check their Google Drive. They're going to go check it immediately. Dude, these kids are so crafty, man. And it's because technology gives them the access to be creative. Mm -hmm. They're they're a hundred times more creative than we are. And that's not a bad thing, by no, the way. It's, it's a good thing. It's about harnessing yeah. that power. Yes. And that ability and focus, focusing it on something constructive or yes. productive. Yes, yes, yes. Versus focusing it on being crafty right and, and devious <laughs> and de yeah exactly yeah. so that's what any power power can be good or bad yep you know yeah so um we just got to be very conscious but we got to be we we have to for lack of better metaphors police our children <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah um, we have to be conscious of what's going on because we don't want the internet or their friends to be raising them yes um and, and I topics. and I like the I like when people are like, oh, well, you know, I, I trust my kid. You know, I don't need to do that. I trust my kid. No, I have a good do. kid. I don't mean you don't trust him. Nope. If you do it, you have to do it, man. Like, I mean, there's Google Docs, there's Snapchat DM, mm. there's Instagram DM, there's apps we don't even know about. Yeah, there's uh, these Google text message numbers. Get a fake phone number mm. there's incognito windows uh, and and google chrome mm -hmm. um there's you know they swap uh ear phones mm. so like the airpod thing yeah yeah and then swap and then have conversations with each other like like it's nuts bro i don't even know how like they no so they swap it and they like google text through voice 
like you take one of mine and I'll take one of yours and then you go home it's, type of thing. It's, it's, That's crazy. I don't know how they figured this <laughs> shit out, dog. To what? It's yeah. some deep shit out there, bro. Dude, yeah. I'm just like, what? How? Yeah. Bro, it's, it's, it's. Yeah, and I think people are, are so quick to look at social media, but I'm so glad, man. I, I can't tell. If there's anything I got from this conversation, <laughs> it's the Google Docs <laughs> thing, because that's absolutely true. And, you know, we don't. We don't think about that, you know, and yes, we don't want to just start going crazy and say, well, I'm going to ban you from this and I'm going to hmm. ban this. And because there's just, always going to be something. You just want to try to guide them into not using their tools and resources f to be sneaky. Right. I'm like, yo, if you want to talk to your friend, talk to him. If, if you can't talk to him in front of me or talk to him at home mm -hmm. and have a conversation with him that when I walk check into it, the door, right. Or yeah, you don't look suspicious. Right. Then you don't need to be talking to them, mm. Mm. you know? And it's that, and it's that simple. It's like, I always tell my son, like even with the music he listens to. Right. Right. I try to be open-minded <laughs> to the, it's wild. <laughs> you right. know, what's crazy when we were young, People would tell us, well, what is that that you're listening to? That's right. not real hip hop. Right. And I'm like, it is. They're rapping. Like, this is dope. Like Biggie and Jay-Z yeah, and yeah, Snoop. Yeah. And but then like the generation before us is like, no, cool mode, like cool herc. Right. And and KRS one and yep. Rock Kim. Mm-hmm. Big Daddy Kane and cool, uh, you know, cool G rap. <laughs> right like these are that's real rap right here's the thing like at least they were all rapping yeah right? now now it's something it's like completely different right but not to veer off into a whole <laughs> other thing it's yeah. like i try to be open-minded about what my son's listening to and i'm like yeah go ahead play it and there was one time where he didn't want to play the music in the car mm. i was like why you don't want to play the music i just want to listen to it in my headphone mm. why so i told him yo if you can't play the music with me I make music. I've read some pretty bad <laughs> lyrical music as well for other artists. So if you can't play your music for me, you don't need to listen to it. Right. So I try to build that rule at least. Mm. Like, yo, whatever. If you're not comfortable, that means you're doing something wrong. Mm. Because I'm really open with how you communicate to your friends. I understand. Mm. That's not saying he's allowed to curse or anything like that. But right. Or say anything vulgar, but I'm okay with you having a talk about whatever, and uh, long as it's not too mature mm -hmm. for your age. Right. Um, I'm okay with having fun and listening to whatever music they're talking about, whatever that is wild, whatever the heck that they're talking about. And but if you can't do it or type it, write it, say it in front of me. I mean, you're doing something sneaky, mm. and I, that's the part I don't trust. I don't trust that. I don't trust you if you're going to be sneaky in front of me who's giving you the room to be f more free. Right, 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 you right, know, right. So, that's so. actually a good That's a good rule of thumb, I yeah. think, is, you know, can you do it in front of me? And I would al almost argue the opposite, too. I think, like, you know, as parents, if we can do this in front of our kids mm -hmm. for what it's worth or, you know, if, you know, they're able to see what it is that we're doing – it's the same thing, I think. I, I think that that's where that distrust comes from. Right. Is when, like, people are holding back cards or, you know, kind of keeping things over here. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I And agree. I think that's where that comes from. Yeah. 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 Um, awesome. Yo, I want to end this off by talking a little bit more about this concept. This is weaving throughout our season, mm -hmm. uh, this idea of gratitude. Mm-hmm.
What does gratitude mean to you? Uh, gratitude is being thankful, um, you know, humble, uh, no ego, and just being willing, your willingness to accept um, what you have mm. and who may give it to you or who may not give it to you mm. um, or what you may not have, the willingness to accept um, and be comfortable and, pe- and live in peace with that in mind. Mm-hmm. That's gratitude to me. Gratitude in regards to parenting is just being thankful um, of what you have under your household, right? Gratitude, uh, being fulfilled and being accepting what, you know, being happy with how you're parenting mm-hmm. and knowing that in the in the end, not the end as in demise, but when they're old enough to kind of go on their own, that you gave it your best. Mm. I think gratitude falls under all of those aspects. Yeah. 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 Um, man, I could talk to you all day. And man, you know easy. That. Yeah. This is easy. Um, I want to thank Sticks for coming on to a tribe called Dad. Um, thank you. Man, for all of your stuff, it's at Watt Sticks. Mm-hmm. Um, at Watt Sticks, thinkwatts.com or, you know, the donate, thinkwattsfoundation.org. Um for more parenting advice, call Hopper. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, man, we'll, we're we're gonna be doing consultations on Zoom. Oh man, during the pandemic. <laughs> Yo, it's thirty nine ninety five <laughs> subscription <laughs> membership only. Right, right. <laughs> Proceeds going towards uh, Think Watts Foundation. Right there. Right. Yeah. No, I I really do believe though that this is so important and being able to pass down these uh nuggets of of information and be able to for parents to know too for dads to know that they're not alone that these aren't the situations that you're going through on your own mm-hmm. um and for me i'm absolutely grateful for you to have you as a friend to Thank have you, you as somebody that is uh you're such a beacon of light i feel like to so many people man thank you man oh same to you man you 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 changed a lot of lives man mine being one of them mm. um at a very young age given access Mm. to what you have to others Mm. man you were you were able to have access to some pretty huge things at a very young age man like you built a fucking (laughs) my language sorry (laughs) um you know what rehab and scratch was obviously i say rehab first because that's what that's how it was introduced to me first right um you built that which are like your bare hands, you know, obviously Literally. with a few others yeah. Were, yeah. were a part of it, but just my relationship to it is you. And you were young, twenties, early twenties. I didn't know what I was doing. We never do. We never yeah. You I know? still don't know what <laughs> then, you know, your participation and helping push the pit through. Mm-hmm. You know, and my music career and you introduced me to the world of DJ. Like I didn't know how important the DJ was mm. in music mm. as an artist until I met you. And he was like, let me introduce you to my boy, Mr. Chop. Right. Let me introduce you to Hideo. Rest in peace. You know, yeah. obviously, yeah. rest in peace. Let me introduce you to everybody at 92.3. This is when it was 92, uh, when it was the beat. The beat, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, then Power. Power, and, yeah. K-Day. Like, yeah. like you, and like, then just record pools. Like I learned all that from you. Mm. So you without, you know, we friends and we're family and all that, but what you 
a lot of times we don't get to have a conversation like, yo, you changed my life. So mm. me changing lives is also like you changing mm. lives because if it wasn't for you doing what you did, I wouldn't be doing what I did. Mm. Like I could have been, you know, probably not here, like selling drugs or something. Right, but right, right. Because I was at rehab every day. Yeah. You would come pick me up from Watts. Yep. You didn't even live nowhere near, <laughs> no have have no business to be there. All right. But you were like willing to even pick me up in in the uh what was it, the Yukon? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We had the Tahoe. The Tahoe, bro. Wrapped, wrapped up. This yeah. was before the rap. Right, right. You know what I mean? The Tahoe before the rap. And it was like, yo, like we were just thugging it just everywhere, man. And um so yeah, man, it's 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 easy for me to do what I do and still be connected to you because you what you did for me and not just me, just there's a ton of other people mm. whose lives you've changed. You was the first person I ever seen w- with a sponsorship. <laughs> like, True. Like at a young, like, like Red Bull, like, <laughs> like Microsoft. Right. Like, what is that? What does that even mean? Like, <laughs> what is a sponsor? Like, what is that? Right. You know? And so it was, it was dope, man. man. So thank you for everything that you've done. Well, I'm just, I'm really grateful for, you know, these conversations and what these conversations will do and help inspire other dads that are out there, other people that are out there that, you know, will essentially become better dads, um, be inspired to be better dads Mm -hmm. and inherently will change generations. Absolutely. That's what it's about. We're going to continue it. I love it. Everybody, please uh, rate and review the podcast. Uh, We thank you for tuning in. We've got more in this season. we got a lot more to go. Make sure to head over to atribecalleddad.com as well. We've got the new site is organized by Life Stage as well, which is really dope. So uh, we talked a lot today even about teenagers, and we talked uh, a lot about being a married dad or being in a relationship as a dad. And we've got different categories where you can figure out what resonates with you in the life stage that you're in right now. And I think that that's so important for people to be able to get resources. So uh, thank you for listening. Sticks, thanks for being here. Thank you. We'll see y'all next time. Peace. Dads are better than moms. Dads are better than moms. Dads are better than mommy. Sorry. Uh, I am so grateful for each and every one of you for listening to this episode of A Tribe Called Dad. Just as a reminder, This episode is one of several that are part of a six-episode series uh, totaling five different interviews with a diverse group of dads. I want to encourage you to listen to the other episodes within this season. They're all super great, and I'm very proud of what we were able to put together within this season. Um, I want to thank our entire team uh, who works super hard on the podcast big shout out to marcy shout out to 3d um spider myself uh i'm gonna shout myself out why not i i work hard on this (laughs) on this podcast as well Um, i do also want to send everybody to a tribe called dad.com if you are not listening to this on the website you can uh and you can also find out a ton of other information uh, about some of our past episodes some of the other dads who are part of the tribe shout out to everybody in the tribe we've also got merch available on the site so maybe for that dad that's in your life you want to get them a mug you want to get them a shirt a hat we got all of that up on tribecalleddad.com and in fact we actually have some merch specifically for the season of gratitude uh that I think is really dope that you should check out and buy buy it all up it all helps uh it helps the cause it helps spread the awareness and in fact actually 
Speaking of that, if you have a dad in your life or you are a dad uh, and you would like to nominate a dad, maybe even yourself, you can do that on a tribecalleddad.com as well. And we are in the process of actually curating another season and there will be much more to come. We are switching fully to this season format from here on out. Um, and so we're very excited about just all the future episodes and all the dads that we can bring together. Uh, last but not least, please subscribe to the podcast, rate and comment. It definitely helps our uh, reviews and rankings within the podcast store and helps spread just fatherhood in general. We need more resources for dads out there and we're just thankful and grateful that you've been a part of this and that you've listened to this episode. Also, if you want, share the podcast, share it with a fellow dad, with somebody who needs to hear this uh, or who you'd want to hear this, uh, have hear the episode. Uh, we're just grateful for all of you for tuning in and a share goes a long way. Um, in fact, actually a share means way more to us than any sort of financial contribution. So uh, thank you again for tuning in. I do want to end this all with this idea and this thought. In this season of gratitude and in this season that we are all living through right now, it is sometimes really difficult to be able to celebrate some of the wins and some of the small things in life and to really you know, look at what has gone on in our lives and to really just celebrate how wonderful this is that we are all still here, that we are all still connected, um, that we are all still waking up in the morning, breathing, and uh, that, that goes a long way. So um, I just want to leave you with that and leave you with this idea that the attitude of gratitude, this is a decision. This is something that you are in control of. You are in control of your focus. You are in control of your attitude, and that's pretty much the only thing that you have control of. You know that if you're a parent. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you next time.